Welcome to the Sussex Studentpreneur Series, the podcast that shines a spotlight on the inspiring world of startups founded by students at the University of Sussex. In each episode, we'll embark on a journey of innovation and resilience as we delve into the captivating stories behind student-founded businesses. We'll explore the triumphs, challenges and lessons learned, providing invaluable insights for aspiring young entrepreneurs who dare to dream big and a deep dive that will help investors fully grasp the potential of these startups. Welcome to this episode. Today, we are joined by Bryn and Stephanie, who are going to tell us about themselves, but also about their startup. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Hello, we're doing wonderfully. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Would you like to share with the audience a bit about yourselves? Sure. Um, so I am uh, just graduating uh, University of Sussex. I have just graduated from an international development degree that I specifically pursued uh, for our business in general. So wow. that is one of the basic things. <laughs> nice. So your degree was tied to the, the end goal of building a business. Yes, that was exactly it. I actually had one year prior at a different university called Goucher. It was a mixed uh, multidisciplinary degree, but it kind of got subsumed by the college because probably not enough people were participating in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I it found out that um, kind of the Sussex development degree still had a whole bunch of different mixed disciplinary elements that were all kind of based on social impact. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to do with our business. And so I was able to focus on a whole bunch of different thoughts and concentrate on different elements and also see how people can succeed and make positive change and how can they, they can do it also really really badly which yeah. was always interesting to look at and yeah. very helpful there's been lots of interesting <laughs> failures across history i would say in international <laughs> development what about you steph my background is fairly varied and eclectic um, both of us came to vive with a whole variety of different skills um, the major emphases were innovation education um, i spent uh, about a decade working in uh, biomimetics, which is the nature-inspired innovation, and um, as an executive director and a co-director of innovation education, and um, helped with the National Inventors Hall of Fame in the U.S. Um, wow. So, like, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, about 80,000 kids a year do my interactive prototyping uh, narrative. So it's like a novel mm -hmm. that gives you entrepreneurial experience and inventive experience. Wow, that's uh, amazing. I'm an author. <laughs> nice, nice. That's an amazing background, you guys. And you've already mentioned Viv, but I would like you to introduce it a bit more formally. What is the project that you're working on at the minute? Yes, so uh, Vive, uh, the overarching company is called Vive, and we are basically interacting with our reality daily and seeing all the ways it is fractured and broken and trying to create solutions and support systems for it. It seems that our... Um, Society is kind of built upon multiple different broken systems, and each time they kind of hurt the people around them, even the ones that are trying to serve. So we are trying to create those solutions and basically reprogram our user interface with how we go about our everyday life so that it actually serves the people using it and then all around all of the ecosystems and people in far-off areas and just make it so it works better. 
Uh, and one of the sort of elements of um, of the business, Vive, is uh, we both have a great deal of knowledge about the biomimicry, nature-inspired innovation, um, systems thinking, human-centered design, and then um, Bryn's background with the University of Sussex and our family's background in uh, environmental science and community health tend to come into play. Um, so that leads us, I guess, to our Vanguard product out of the gate, uh, which is the Penwell. So the Penwell is a biomedic, self-disinfecting pen and stylus dispenser. In areas of hospitals, there's a greatly forgotten hotspot of spreading contagion and harmful bacteria. Um, that's usually touch surfaces. There has been updates across the board, but one area greatly lacking any updates is actually the use of pens and styluses and touchscreens in hospital check-ins. Um, I believe in the U.S. alone, with um, when you're checking in, 25 million people get spread uh, harmful bacteria. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to get sick, but they all at least have the possibility of getting sick. 25 That's an million. insane number as well. Yeah, it, it is. And it's every single hospital, it's, I think, uh, three in 10 people will get spread that. Wow. Three in 10? In a, especially in a hospital environment Try where... Get better. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That should be one of the key things that they're looking at. So how does Penwell help this become a reality? So basically, um, it uses non-toxic chemicals, completely natural, and it's inspired by biomimicry. Specifically, I think the pitcher plant, the Moderna tree, and uh, draft circulatory systems. They have one-way valves in the legs, so we've utilized that to creating a one-way system. So any used pen put into the unit will not be able to be grabbed again until it is freshly cleaned. And this is very important because the current Mac makeshift area that people try, because they do, there's a light awareness that this is an issue. So people have these little paper cups that are labeled used and clean, and then they trust the people to grab the clean one and actually use that one and then put it in the used area. So that's, of course, roughed with user error. And also you have to then clean the pens when it's actually time to clean them, which is covered in toxic chemicals and like tons of waste. Because again, every single hospital across the states is trying to use this method, which greatly adds up to the amount of waste, and it is toxic, that appears. So ours is the pen well, it self-disinfects through biomimicry, and it utilizes everything it needs to to help keep people safe. Basically, we um, almost everything uh, that humans do tend to use the heat, beat, and treat method, and biomimetics tries to sort of do the opposite, to, to work smarter, not harder, and uh, to use structures and information and uh, life-friendly chemistries, water-friendly chemistries, and clever design. Um, so that's what we decided to apply to the Penwell. Um, we, the experience started because there was a brief intense illness uh, in December that actually led to an ER visit on Christmas Eve. And with like dozens of visits to a whole bunch of different doctors and labs, and clinics, um, we kept seeing that same makeshift ad hoc product that was sort of desperately stuffed into trying to fill that market gap, mm -hmm. which was these cups on the counters. But they're always used wrong. Sometimes they have no labels. Sometimes <laughs> the labels are facing the other direction. And almost always somebody picks a pen out of the dirty cup and writes with it after like moving their mask out of the way to cough into their hand or blowing their nose or something and and fills out the paperwork. And in the States, it's 20 or 30 minutes worth of paperwork. So oh, your um, history as a patient. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're intimately involved with this utensil while you're giving your whole medical history. And then you smile and hand it off to somebody else. And 
They could be immune compromised. They could be going through chemo. They, they're in the hospital for a reason. That's when people are the most vulnerable. Yeah. And so it just, it just scared us. And we already redesign everything. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So being right there, we, we had to redesign. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it does make lots of sense. It's a real problem that you've spotted. And again, going back to the numbers that Brian said earlier, three in 10, it's an insane number. So mm-hmm. it seems like it's a real problem with a real market as well. Mm. How, how would that side of the business work? Would you be selling the Penwell dispensers to healthcare facilities and hospitals? Yeah, so um, basically the way, uh, in the U.S. at least, it's kind of um, mass production and um, a giant, like a single company that supplies all of the specific medical um, units to each of the different hospitals under that brand. So we would be trying to get a lifelong partnership with some of them. And um, I believe if we get a single, uh, I think it's called LabCorp, um, for instance, there's, um, there's about five, six separate companies like them. But if we get them as a lifelong partner, we would make about a $7 million sale uh, every three years um, wow. just for each of them. Each of the that hospitals. sounds very profitable. Yeah, we're thinking if we're um, selling business to business and, you know, a company like like our sort of, I guess they're called a beachhead customer, I'm not sure, but um, but a company like uh, like LabCorp or one of the other major uh, hospital groups, um, when they purchase, they're doing those large-scale purchases for each of their divisions. And so just, again, LabCorp as an example, because right now they're using a urine sample cups. Which is lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just so telling. Um, But uh, so they'll have five different sets of cups inside of, you know, one one of their places, plus two touchscreen kiosks, and they have individually wrapped hand sanitizers next to the touchscreen kiosk, but I've never yet seen anybody but me open one of them and clean off the screen. Yeah. And then the the healthcare workers over, you know. Filled with stuff to do, they can't go over and clean up cover of something every like hour or so yeah so the waiting room has the touchscreen kiosks and then they have the cups at their desk and then the phlebotomists have the cups on on their shelves and if we just put one of our small units in every single one of those spots that that would solve the problem because you you can't access the dirty pen you can only have the clean one (laughs) yeah true so that would remove lots of human error in yeah, that yeah. sense, which is what the issue is at the moment as well. So also uh, on the note of the markets, that's a huge market site already, um, but it actually kind of increases from there because it's anywhere that a used pen is going to be exchanged. It won't be as dire as the people who are most vulnerable, but there are people like that everywhere anyways, in universities, in um, hospitality check-ins, in um, education for youngins. Um, our, uh, I think, niece, um, she was wonderful, and she has to. She actually heard of our thing just kind of in the sideline when you we were talking it with our uncle, and she was like, oh, yes, she's like eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> and she, Hori, Aria, what she goes to after school camp, um, she has basically the same issue with all the parents coming in, filling mm-hmm. out the information for the kiddos, and Hori having to share art supplies with somebody who has recently been sick, and all those different things. So anytime there's um, any type of shared utensil of any kind, this could be altered and utilized there. Yeah, yeah, multipurpose for absolutely everywhere as well. Wow, that sounds really fun. 
But um, I guess now the question is about, you've talked about the business and how you're building it. And I wanted to know more about what the challenges that you face so far have looked like, but also what are some of the highlights that you have from the time building B? Well, I just like, amusing enough, one of the major hindrances is just randomly us falling sick, quite <laughs> frequently, which has then given us the opportunity to kind of utilize the user experience and how we would interact with our imagined product. So that has been both an advantage and disadvantage in itself. Yeah, yeah that customer journey thing. Um, so uh, just working through all the all of the visa stuff and the paperwork and everything to get here, and the challenges of having you know low resources while you're trying to you know bootstrap a business, and then um, and then coming here, we traveled through. You know, we had the passport office, the airport, the hotels, and we actually both got COVID en route. Mm. Um, so the first little bit of time here was a challenge, but uh, partially because it, it turned out um, you know, Britain had very low iron too, and so was immune compromised and didn't realize it at the time. So then right after that needed to go into the um, hospital to have the iron boost, but somewhere in there got a bacterial infection. Which seemed just ironic and mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and, um, and all of it has been giving us this front row seat to all, like our um, uh, Ander, Brin's brother, who works in the Department of Health doing community health stuff and mapping hotspots for contagion and looking at the supply shipping and, and that kind of thing, um, was reaching out to us right away to say, you need to check because there have been resurgence in this and this and this and diphtheria and um, yeah. in, in hospitals. You know, And so we've been very aware of it, but it also means that we've been in healthcare environments and we've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of mentors and Mm -hmm. make a bunch of connections. And that's led to most of our, our wins lately. Um, So important to, to join that expertise side that you obviously both have, but also in the medical field, in the, um, in the field that you're going into and making then that practical solution out of it and, theorizing about the solution and making it a reality as well yeah exactly that's pretty much exactly it (laughs) nice um but i'm I'm glad i got it right that means that you're really good at explaining things (laughs) um yeah so if we've touched on the past or like the concept the inception of beef and then how the journey is looking like at the moment i guess the next natural question is going to be about the future how does the future look like for you guys and for the business one main thing, just on the personal front, we're both, um, we have expertise that's found very random and interesting fields and are all being very nicely enshrined and utilized for our business, which is lovely. But we had um, low or um, specific business savvy. We have had past um, support with large co- um, large companies, uh, one called Great Lakes Biomimicry. We led a group of, I think, 2,000 underprivileged kids um, to a wetland biomimicry workshop, wow. which was really lovely. Um, so we know how to run things in other companies for social impact, but we have less of the specific like ways of showing and demonstrating that and kind of taking what how we pitch those to people just casually to an actual investors and other people who would take our knowledge and be able to understand it fully and kind of help us through those things. So um, lately with the entrepreneurship um, accelerator, we've just been trying to develop as much business savvy as possible. And I think that's our goal for the next few years or pretty much forever, I guess. (laughs) But it's just just continue gaining knowledge and how to properly 
impact and create this wonderful object that then can help, hopefully, everyone across the globe. Nice. So we're very excited about what we're doing next with the Penwell. Um, we are hoping to do some iterative uh, prototyping. We have, uh, I think, three designs that we're most excited about testing. Exactly, we have like 100, but we've gotten down to three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and although one-on-one um, -on -one consults with the experts have really helped with that, we've had um, business uh, experts, um, prototyping and 3D design folks, and a lot and a lot of medical practitioners, um, but also the folks who run the front desk, the administrators, um, who have let us know the mistakes that the competition has made, um, and uh, that the problems, of course, with the cups, and so um, have led us to design that we believe will fit and, and function. It looks like it's going to be really inexpensive, really easy to make, and really environmentally friendly, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so for, uh, first next steps are the reiterating and prototyping, um, a lot of learning, and then uh, the independent evaluation. Um, we need to have it tested and credentialed if we can. Um, and then uh, we managed to make connection with uh, a dozen Pacific Northwest test sites. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, that's been exciting because it means that we have somewhere to try it. As, yeah, you know, absolutely. In the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, that sounds brilliant. It sounds like you're moving so fast as well and you've built that network already which is going to be essential for um, the launch of this product and obviously the launch of the business as well which sounds great uh, yeah I'm like I'm, I'm my mind is blown honestly like I feel like it's such a great way that you're putting people and the planet alongside profit and obviously you know putting that social impact that environmental impact at the front face of the business as well which is brilliant You've mentioned, Brin, about the entrepreneurship team and the Summer Accelerator, which are all parts of the entrepreneurship provision. And I wanted to ask you guys, how has the entrepreneurship team helped you so far in the development of the business? Yes, they have been honestly absolutely amazing. Um, one main kind of like broad thing is just anytime we've had a specific hiccup or a question that's no matter how kind of random it is along the business front, we've been able to contact them and they've been so helpful and able to direct us to exactly which type of researches and which type of knowledge and experts that they have on hand to help us through that specific area. And they say, oh, in this one, in two weeks from now, you have the class that we give you the exact type of answers. Make sure to bring up your specific question or any others or he has the specific book and it's just this constant feedback that has been absolutely able to help like speed run our progress with our business which has been absolutely amazing that's one of the main things I get to be in the background to, to see all of this and um, I keep having these things where I'll ask like I don't know how we do this I don't understand how this works and then Bryn will say oh, I've got a class on that next week <laughs> it will be such a relief and then uh we'll do a bunch of research and uh and then we get to have like a one-on-one -on -one meeting um which was amazing um and then yeah that ended up leading to oh hey you're going to want to ask so and so this next week and then this other person this uh two weeks from now and so make note of your questions or send them ahead and then you might want to see if you can get a one-on-one -on -one with this other person and and all of them have uh, reshaped what we're doing. So, for instance, we we originally thought we were just a um, 
marketing this in the States. We were thinking yeah. of it as a pen dispenser um, because there's so much paperwork. and the, How the countries run. Yeah, that is how the countries run. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the hospitals, there's still an entire floor of hard copy paperwork underneath every hospital. And I think they've been trying to get to the online system like here since the 80s, apparently. Wow. It's just not happening. It, yeah, that's a long time <laughs> to be trying to digitalize medical records. Right. And it just, it, they just can't seem to to move that direction. And so so we were thinking, you know, oh, it's, it's just a pen dispenser just for the States and a lot of other countries, but, you know, probably not UK. But then um, over the course of this, we have encountered how much the touch screens have the exact same problem because it's literally a touch screen. Yeah. And, um, and it's always one stylus that isn't being cleaned, you know, unless somebody can get around the acrylic display thing and, and take that time away from their job to go and clean it, which is not going to be a frequent thing. And, our and 101 concerts, a lot of them have been on the boards for hospitals. So they, like, we said our uh, initial pitch about the pen and the dispensing in the U.S., and they were really like, oh, yeah, like this. And we are like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we've kind of, this past month has shifted a year-long project a bit, and I think for much of the better. Yeah, yeah, and and we started to realize, too, that there are a lot of uh, retail moments that have those touchscreens where um, a clean stylus just alongside the unit would be ridiculously helpful. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the U.S., even though you're doing it all on paper, you still have a, um, a touchscreen that you do for the final signature. So there's a stylus for that. Um, so we decided, it, you know, we, we literally shifted the product um, just so many times in the reiterations. And so that expertise, basically, that the um, the teams have brought to us has reshaped what we're doing and has expanded our markets and our first markets that we're interested in. Um, and it's just provided so much support. And I think the confidence boost might be even bigger than the support because you can always find knowledge if you dig, but you don't always know what to dig for. And it's really scary if you don't have that connection or that mentorship or that community but this has all of those and honestly yeah the about the community aspect being in a room full of people who are all pursuing even if it's completely separate from your own like the own passion the own entrepreneurship like spirit I guess it's been just an incredible experience even just once weekly getting together and having all of the same end goals of creating this something out of what you what you've mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I feel like the community aspect is what I'm taking from it the most as well and being able to relate to other people and to obviously business is portrayed as people. I'm also graduating from an international development degree uh, with anthropology in my case, but for me, my business conception was all came from from the news, from the movies mm -hmm. like you know, you picture a room full of white men in suits and they just want to negotiate the best deal and they just want to make the most amount of money and to be able to be in a room with people that I can relate to that don't fit that stereotype that are also putting like you guys the planet and people at the forefront of the business has been really empowering as well yeah, that's amazing yes exactly that <laughs> yeah, absolutely um yeah I think that obviously the entrepreneurship team are 
in a large part to thank for that. They have provided the safe space to do that, which has been incredible. But apart from them, if there's anyone listening in to this episode that would like to support you guys, what type of help would you be welcoming at the minute? What are you looking for? All the help. Absolutely all the help. <laughs> Um, the you said before the things are mentorship funds um, consult yeah anything just yeah, yeah basically anything people would like to offer us we would love your input your feedback um, if you just want to ask some questions it's always nice to reiterate things again just for our own conscious like thoughts and like figuring out how to explain it to people so if you anyone is at all curious please reach out um, of course funding is incredibly helpful we are only two people and we are trying to we have just absolute chaos and very little funds or resources of any kind but we are managing so far and we are going to continue to manage but it's always the most useful one of the most useful things so um, yes just please reach out, I guess, for yeah. anything. <laughs> and yeah. if they want to reach out, how would they do that? How can people reach out to you guys? Cheers. Uh, so we are going to be having a website up and running with like contact information. It will be called uh, Penwells, P-E-N-W-E-L-L-S.com. Yes, dot com. Dot com, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we'll have our contact info listed there, and you can send us a message, and even if it's just an inquiry about future plans, please do so. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, networking is fantastic. Um, Diane offered the wonderful advice that uh, just having an advocate on a hospital board, a university board, um, who can help make those introductions and connections is really helpful. Um, feedback about our design is welcome. Um, basic funding helps us to reiterate uh, the prototype and to do evaluation. More thorough independent testing. Right, and helps us with the field testing. Um, folks who have clinic sites for field tests um just yeah we're definitely looking for support and then uh, if you would like to reach me personally that would be at brynpiece at gmail.com that's b-r-i-n-n-p-i-e-r-c-e amazing we'll make sure to list all of this information in the show notes as well so anyone interested that couldn't manage to write that down just then can go to the show notes and find links to all the emails or the website everything as well Cool, thank you. Amazing, thank you um, so much. Yeah, I think that was that was everything. You guys have so much to offer and are building something so big that um, it's incredible to be able to witness these early stages as well. And all I can say is thank you for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you for sharing your story and your business with everyone. And we wish you the best of luck. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much for having us. This was an incredible experience and opportunity. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> This series was hosted and produced by Berta Santos, and it was a collaboration between the entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex and 76 Podcasting, the student-led podcasting network, also at the University of Sussex. The jingle in this series is a snippet of the song If You Lived Here, You'd Be Radioactive By Now by Aldous Ignite. <laughs>